0: Love Talk Radio. Do you get to be quiet in California today?
1: Yes, uh, we're coming to you from actually all the recording studio, so you have to kind of talk soft, or we will be picked up on the mic. So we're in a quiet space, also.
0: That is very cool. Very cool. Very quiet here. We're gonna, but even though we're quiet, we're still gonna have a great show. Parents Kids Music is a show where we talk about the relationships between parents and children when it comes to music. Whether you're an adult and you grew up b- with the influence from your parents, or if you're lucky enough to be a parent and you have children, you share music with them and they share music with you. We have a few great guests today. The show is brought to you by the Cold News Group and Lounge Renowned Records. And it's going to be great. So, so, Jay, tell me about something exciting happening in the world of music with children going on.
1: Oh, well, you know, I've noticed that this week there's a, a prominent superstar who's having a little difficulty growing up and uh, been accused of uh, uh, impregnating a girl. And so he's in total denial and and we're not going to mention any names, but this is some of the things that happens when you are a superstar and you're a kid. Uh, Michael Jackson went through it, and you have to be careful because people take advantage of you and accuse you of things. So it's not all the time a great thing Ian, to be a superstar because what comes with being a superstar I, is all the other stuff, and you've got to be prepared for I, it. So My heart goes out you. I can see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see
0: that. My question is, I mean, I mean, the song Billie Jean by Michael Jackson is, I mean, it's about denying being a parent of a kid, and I wonder if this child star, who is certainly a child, because he was born on March 1st, 1994, and is currently 17 years old, he's, he's certainly a child. I wonder if he's going to record his own cover of Billie Jean. But it
1: certainly seems so, you know... This is kind of sad. You know, you can't really have any privacy when you are a childhood star. You just can't. You're open to all of these accusations and things where people are trying to rub off you and get exposure and use your name to further their uh, betterment. So I would say he should come up with that song. It might This might be a publicity stunt, you know. It might be a Billy Jean type of thing. You never know.
0: I, I I think it is So We I know that If you're out there we You know exactly Who we're talking about If you We invite you To sing Billie Jean It could be The original Michael Jackson version Or the Chris Cornell version That With a different Arrangement As done by Many Other artists As well That would be great I think that would be A Great thing I mean It's Yeah, because, like, when you're famous, there's the teen magazines, there's the whole idea. I mean, I remember being a kid growing up, watching television, watching sitcoms, seeing people like Gary Coleman, and seeing Emmanuel Lewis, and seeing all these child stars, or, like, the whole cast of growing pains, and shows with families. And I always thought, why are those kids on TV? Why am I not on TV? Like, being famous is something that's really cool. But, yeah, it has its negativities. Like, I mean, Gary Coleman, like, famously, his to took all his money. And right. I, remember, I remember, like, Macaulay Culkin. Like, his father was his agent and was just ruthless in the money he made and also certain movies because like, the studios obviously wanted him to be in Home Alone 2 because I mean, his biggest movie to date and most likely probably ever, unless he comes, has to come back, which is possible, was Home Alone. So the studios definitely wanted him to be in Home Alone too. Yet his father requested that he gets to do serious roles and he's not just ca- typecast as Kevin. The Callister, the kid from Home Alone. So he did a movie called The Good Son with Elijah Wood, where he was kind of a bad guy, and he was, and it was one of those things that was damaging. There was like a lot of things with him and his brothers and his sisters, and his parents got divorced. To the part where Macaulay Culkin fired his father and then quit acting. So wow. So there's so many different ways that it goes around. There's also a lot of great things and A lot of great things Because people know you People love you You get all this You get all this love and respect I'm sure that all these child stars Get presents and cards From the children that admire them Because They're famous Just like any artist who is famous As an adult be Going to concerts Going to my life going to like television tapings and seeing guests on David Letterman or Jimmy Fallon or John Stewart I mean we're fans and
1: bands. you know I think Ian also people must when you have these super idols people, parents need to be careful not to let the child idolize these things and make them worship them because they're regular people like us you know it's got to yeah. be a cut off it's, it's got to be a cutoff. You know, it's got to be a point where, okay, you know, whoever it might be, Madonna, Michael Jackson, or any of the kids' stars, because a lot of these kids, they get obsessed with these artists, and uh, it takes away from their educational time, their home time, and you got to make sure they don't uh, fall in love with these people to a point to where it drives them crazy. So...
0: Like, yeah. like there needs to be a level of just normalcy and realistic things. Like, you can go into sports where you have college football and college basketball where people become big stars and some people go to the NBA and the NFL and make millions, become superstars. Not everyone does that. People need to have right. legit... I mean, it's great to have the wild dream. I know I've always fantasized about being a major league baseball player or quarterback But at the same time, it's important to have realistic goals as well or have something to fall back if you don't become that superstar because there's only so much room for so many people to be famous. Rather than trying to get everyone to love you, you should... I I know the way that I personally have gone is about creating things that make me happy and not about getting other people to like me
1: because of that. Right. And that, that's that's, impo- that's very important, you know. Um, I guess too much of, I guess, Ian, too much of anything is not good for you, you know. Um,
0: I've, uh, I mean, I have people to
1: differ. I
0: have to differ because um, I can eat ice cream 24-7 and um, that's, <laughs> that, or not.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I understand it. I, I I could do that too, I guess. I, I understand that one. Um, although, you know, you, you're going to get the sugar tooth if you keep doing it. You know, Excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Jay, we've got our first guest. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, let's go. Good afternoon. You're on, on Trans Kids Music with Ian here in New York. Actually, I'm looking at you right now, and Jay. <laughs> Hello, i you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Excellent. I? want to share your name again? It's Stacy. Stacy with Bare Stacey. Naked Stacey?
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, Stacy. Excellent.
0: Hello, Stacy. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to hear about your background in listening to music as a child and where it's made, how it's made you the adult today.
2: Um, sure, um, well, I am actually Caribbean, so I grew up in Trinidad Um, listened to a lot of calypso, soca, reggae growing up um, Also, my dad was really into a lot of light rock um, As a matter of fact, my name Stacy is from Stacy Latiso So, um, a lot of light rock and, and Caribbean music growing up um, And it's kind of carried into... You know my adult life as well. I like things that are upbeat and that are fast and that can give me energy, and and you can find that in anything basically. So um, that's more or less what I'm listening to today as well.
0: Excellent. And and what kind of and what and how did you experience as a child? Like music was it? Did you find it in the car? Did you find it at home? Did, was it seeing music live? Like like how were your how were your parents and your family growing up? being
2: those influences in
0: when it comes to the music. Yeah.
2: Always in the car, you're right, if it's you know on the way to school or um, you know anywhere, basically I'm taking control of the radio station like any you know teenager does um, uh, also in the house, it was also a big deal. We also did a lot of um, live events and and that has carried with me as well. We do a lot of um, live festivals, so I'm always looking for live venues to go and hear things, whether it's just um, a local festival or something that you know might be a major concert. Uh, we were always really active. You know, in in, in that way, uh, when I was younger, and and that's also carried with me now.
0: Excellent. Um. And Jay, do you have any questions for Stacy?
1: Oh yeah, I do. Um. Hi, Stacy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I was wondering. and This is kind of an odd question. I don't. I don't. You you come to cruising, but where's the accent at? Did you lose the accent when you came to America, or are you just? Uh,
2: no, you're right. I, I did. No, and you're right, I did, because I moved here when I was, you know, before even a teenager. So, uh, when I'm talking to other Caribbean folks, and sometimes when I'm mad, you'll hear me sound more Caribbean, <laughs> but I've moved around since <laughs> I've been in the U.S. So, I've lived in Georgia. I've lived in Baltimore. For a while, I lived overseas. I lived in London for a while, so it's kind of washed out my accent, but, um, yeah, when I get mad, it comes out. <laughs> so Okay.
1: And did you did you have a a, tip, a typical Caribbean um, childhood? I mean, did you were you on which island, or did you the music that you mm-hmm. listened to was it dif- different than when you came over? Or i was just curious about the music from the island,
2: whatever which Caribbean island you came from. Well, um, from Trinidad, we listened to a lot wow. of salsa. You know, yeah we listen to a lot of soca um I'm sure you know, um Trinidad from to some our carnivals we're you know pretty big in the carnival um business with second to Brazil, so um, I grew up listening to a lot of soca, a little bit of reggae, but um. Coming here to the U.S., it was mainly myself, my mother, you know, very little family, but that was a way to stay connected to Trinidad. So the food and the music is what we, you know, really stuck to or kept in the house, being that there wasn't um, any family around um, for the most part. So it was a big influence on me. I don't think I really started listening to, you know, um, quote-unquote top 20, top 40 American music until I hit college. Um, just because okay. the Caribbean influence is so big in the household. Uh, did you learn how to play steel drums or any instruments I down there? I, you know what, I um, I don't, but I have a cousin who is doing a steel drum band, and she actually travels around Trinidad and performs on TV. We're really proud of her. Um, but uh, as a matter of fact, I went down one year for a carnival, and I had a chance to go to a steel drum yard where I could visit. Wow. I, I, I I was pretending to be part of the band, so they let me, you know, jump in and help push it. Uh, that's as close as I came to playing steel drums. So. Wow. Uh, but it, it is very cool. It's very, you know, a lot of talent to, to play it. Um, I, I wish I did know how to play a musical instrument, but uh, I think I, I only took trombone lessons for about a year and, and didn't excel. So right now I just listen to music instead of trying to, you know, excel in it myself. So,
1: so in Trinidad, unlike in a state. When you're, uh what's the difference from being a musician in the Caribbean and being a musician to where you are now? Is there a different level of respect from being a musician from there than here? Is it? could you explain that
2: a little bit I would imagine. I mean, I can't speak firsthand because, you know, I'm not a musician myself, but I would imagine only because the population is just so much smaller that um, you have to get more recognition, you know, due to the, the – the less people that are there and, and they know about you. So you're going to get that fame just because, hey, you're local to the neighborhood and, and everyone knows about you if you are a musician. So um, Trinidad is, what, 1.5 million? I mean, that's, you know, a fraction of uh, of anything here. So uh, just being a musician, I mean, it's, it's part of the culture. We have um, live music events on every, you know, corner, every, you know, um, major holiday uh, kind of thing. So that's automatically going to put you forward in the in the community. Um and I would I would have to imagine because again I'm not a musician so I can't say uh, firsthand.
1: And, and and did you listen to uh, radio down there with your parents? Did you guys like listen to some of the great artists there? Growing up, uh, in the car or at home, or what type of events did you share with your mom and in in your dad?
2: Mm, more in the car kind of thing, um, and then um, at home as well. I mean you know music is. It's part of your, your daily life On a regular basis So if you're cleaning up If you're washing the dishes If you're You know It just helps you get through The, the regular day A lot easier So it, it's always there So much in the background That sometimes you don't even realize But it's um, It's it's always been It's not like We're specifically sitting around a, You know A a campfire or something Listening to music But it's just always been present And it always made things um, m- More fun Okay That sounds That's
1: fair And your first concert in the States, mm-hmm. do you remember your first concert when the artists that you went to see when you came over to mm-hmm. America?
2: I, okay, I'm going I'm going to remember a couple of key concerts, and I, and I don't remember if it's my first, but I'll tell you the ones that stick out in my mind. Um, I remember a concert from um, the radio station. You know like how the radio stations put together a couple of their artists and they do either like a summer thing or a Christmas thing where they, um, they bring, I don't know, 10 or 15 artists, <laughs> you know, all at one time? Uh-huh. Um, yep. That you know something memorable for me. I remember the traffic on the way to there, and you're getting frustrated because you're like, I gotta be there, I gotta be there. And I, I believe um, Mary J Blige was performing, if I'm not mistaken. So we were really rushing because you know yeah, it was exciting for us. Um, myself and two other friends um, were standing on the seats when we got there. All, all, you know, it's just an exciting experience to be in. Um, so I, I remember um the you know the the atmosphere of, of that one just because it was such a huge um event um as far as the number of artists that were there and you can get uh uh so many different you know musicians in one place all coming together and you get a, a wide variety of 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 um of of music that in at all one day that was awesome for me um another one that sticks out in my mind who i i i may think may be the best Um, Was Prince Or the artist formerly known as Or the sign Whatever you want to call him Um, (laughs) He's just awesome I mean It it, it was literally one of those things Where you get there And and there wasn't even an opening band It was just him And he walked out on the stage And immediately started playing And entertaining three hours straight I I don't even think I sat down That entire concert I walked out And the people behind me Probably hated me Because I never sat down (laughs) So um Walked out hoarse, and you know because I was grieving so much, and uh, even the it's just a true performance when we see someone who gives their all for such a long period of time and has, uh, and 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 just has that creativity and it flows. It's just it's awe inspiring, if nothing else. So I, I want to say Prince would be the in my best category, um, because that just sticks out in my mind always. Wow, absolutely. Who,
0: well, it's indeed, and Stacey, like, what is your dream concert of, like, well, who's the artists who you haven't gotten to see live yet that you'd love to see?
2: Hmm. You know, um, lately I've been getting back into international music. I started following off of YouTube, and this just shows you how you learn about new music and where the industry is going now, because now I find out about more of my new artists off of YouTube and, you know, online, you know, sources, so I found out about um, a kind of Portuguese music it's called Kizomba, as Um or as far as pronunciation anyway. There is an artist that's called uh, Ali Ibor. He's an African artist. He sings in French and in um, English, and. Um, uh, African gentleman. He performs mostly abroad in London and, and in Africa. That I just love all of his music right now. So I'm waiting for the chance for either you know me to go abroad or him to come here. Um, but I would love right now to um, be able to experience a, a concert of his. Salute, Kipper.
0: Excellent. So, so I'd like to know um, if you have any final thoughts about the roles that music plays in terms of the relationships with parents and children, if there are certain things that they should be doing or shouldn't be doing, and what's the best way to
2: to bring music into people's lives? Well, um, I think it's great to always have, you know, some sort of context with what's being listened and, and to have a, a wide range of, of music exposed to kids from earlier on. Um I would say that the more that a parent could expose a child to um, different genres of music, the the child would just be so much more well-rounded. And even if the the child wasn't open to you know hearing anything aside from what they wanted to hear, at least put it in context so that they you know they, they fully know what they're listening to and and um, and understand and appreciate it as much as possible. Um, I love live events, and I think that that would be something that um, parents should absolutely encourage in their kids, um, just to see that artistry and work uh, and, you know, bringing that that live quality, I think, would inspire
1: kids to. And...
3: Yes, um,
0: and, uh things I to go? Uh, uh, and we do hear you. I think we may have lost Jay for a second, but oh, okay. But Stacey, but st- oh, here he is. He is back. Well, we, as I said, we thank you very much for joining us today and sharing with us your unique insights on music and how it relates to growing up, and really just sharing your musical journey with us.
2: No, thank you again for having me I, I've enjoyed it
1: <laughs> Thanks Stacy
0: Excellent
2: thank you. thank
0: you All right Bye-bye All right, bye. That was excellent Jay Stacy it was great um, Being able yeah. to just share with her backgrounds
1: Yeah I kind of felt like I went on a trip to the Caribbean It was kind of wonderful like She took us on this little voyage and uh, I, I really liked that That was great
0: Absolutely, and we're going to go from the Caribbean all the way to Orange County, California with our next guest. Her name is Risa, and I'm looking forward to bringing her on, and here she is. Hey, Risa, can you hear us?
3: Hi, yes, I can. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yes, we can. We we can. Welcome. It's Ian in New York, and we have Jay up in the Bay Area. Hi, Hi, guys. (laughs) <laughs>
3: nice setting. It's been a while. Yeah, yep. it's
0: been what two? What two years?
3: <laughs> yeah, just about.
0: How
3: Funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. A lot changed in that time too.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean your mother now.
3: Yes. Yeah, I have a brilliant little nine-month-old boy, and he's keeping me busier than I've ever been. And I thought that wasn't even possible.
0: yes and 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 how does
3: and how at this point
0: has music played a role in his life um is it something that he's been able to experience at such a young age so far?
3: yeah, it's really interesting. He dies on an everyday basis i mean he we're in the car a lot, you know we're all over town and um and a lot of the times we'll fall asleep in the car, but when he's awake, he wants us to sing with him and he wants to listen to music, he wants to hear it and you know, he's starting to sing back and kind of, you know, babble and talk back with us while there's music going on. And he he has very distinctive preferences already. So it's very interesting to see that at such an early age, he they do develop those kind of preferences.
0: Absolutely. So, so what is it that he likes right now?
3: He loves No Gabba Gabba, (laughs) and he he likes children's music, but he loves, um, he also has a preference for music that can be sung along with, so, and it's a lot like the kind of music that I listened to growing up, Um, you know, it's a lot of sing-alongs and top 40 music that you can sing with, Broadway, um, and a lot of Disney, like, my you know, my childhood music um background was largely influenced by Disney because it's so accessible and it's it it's very easy to listen to. And
0: am plus something that you have that I don't is it's just a short drive to Disneyland. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: And it wasn't it wasn't that way when I was a kid. I grew up in Texas and um, but Disney Disneyland was one of my early early childhood memories so even then you know we watched a lot of Disney movies growing up and um yeah it was mostly the movies and the sing along tapes and um you know and now that I'm older and I'm clo- I live close enough to Disneyland you know we go there a lot and it is there is music everywhere at Disneyland it's a part of the experience of Disney that there's music everywhere you go and it's part of that immersive experience of being there.
0: Excellent. Yes, I'd like to know about, like, the other music influences you've had in your life as you grew up and you went from from the point with the Disney influence, and what were some of your other influences?
3: Um, well, I mean, it started with Disney because, especially Fantasia, that was a really big part um, of, my um my musical awakening we were flipping through radio stations and i heard the dance of the hours um and i recognized it and i you know i my parents flipped past the station and i said no no no, go back it's the hippo dance so we went home and we flipped it on the fantasia and um and i you know fast forwarded to that point and i showed them yeah that's the song that we heard on the radio and so they put me in piano lessons. So, <laughs> you know, one of the first moments that we realized that I had an inclination for music. So from there, I I really picked up on classical music. I was a classical percussionist for 10 years, and um, it's so funny that um, you know Stacy was talking about her the Caribbean and the steel drum dance. and because um, in college that's part of what I did. I did a lot of world music too, and I was. Um, it kind of was part and parcel of being a percussionist in the program that I studied in. So um, it's it's funny that that uh, that was you know something I stumbled into because it wasn't something that I grew up with at all. But um, you know there was a lot of classical music around me as a child because of um, because of the piano lessons, because of the music lessons, and because I chose it. But um my dad and my brother though, they had very different tastes. Um my brother was into ska and punk and so, you know, but um there's a lot more of the these stuff, a real big fish, safe Ferris. Um and then my dad, you know, I I was raised on the Beatles. So a lot of it I still know <laughs> too many of the Beatles hits and um there was a lot of pink Floyd around the house when I was a kid too and um, so I, I had a very diverse, um, background in music. I heard a lot when I was a kid. I, a lot of, um, diversity in music.
1: So
0: it was,
3: I was pretty fortunate in that way.
0: And did you ever watch, um, with the Wizard of Oz, The Dark Side of the Moon?
3: Yeah, I never did that. I never, uh. I never gave that a try, although there was one summer that I was obsessed with the Wizard of Oz, so I can almost recite it line for line.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so do you still, um, so what other things do you do um, to stay musically active? Like what kind of music are you into now?
3: Um, now it's a lot more of what I, you know, what I can sing along with to keep, Cameron Entertained, and um, I'm not performing anymore these days. I actually have decided to go um, go down the English education route, but um, I, I do sing a lot with the baby, and so it is back to a lot of pop and Broadway. Um, I'm really loving what Glee does. Um, they're really bringing a new light to um Music in education, and um, I I love the music that they produce too. It's a lot of fun and it's accessible. It's clean, so you know I don't have to censor it too much for the kiddo. Um, so I I really do appreciate that a lot. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm still listening to a lot of the percussion music that I used to play, um, and Cameron really seems to like that too. So we're uh, we're starting. He's starting to drum on everything. So we're starting to make makeshift instruments for him. And um, I just got a ukulele for myself, so I can start right. playing a little bit more.
0: Nice, And what kind of technology? or How do you listen to music these days? Because I know that you're someone who's just a very tech savvy person and. <laughs> and, and what is it that's out there in the ways that you experience music and and bring it to your son?
3: Um. Well, since we're in the car a lot, it's a lot. Of, a lot of times it's my iPhone plugged into an auxiliary jack in my car, um, and whether we're listening to something on Pandora or just something through my iTunes, it's usually being punched through my phone. Um, I'm I'm actually up on all the. Um, the same kind of music things that everybody is, um, the radio.fm or um, or like Rd.io and um, and Spotify. I haven't been keeping up with those kind of things lately, but uh, I'm seeing a lot of it on Facebook, and I've been you know checking out other people's preferences and getting new music from um, from what other people are listening to as well. So it's that's been. Um, it's really cool to see music becoming a lot more social as well. Um, it, the music sharing process is has never been more um, accessible.
0: And the fact that like mixtapes have been replaced by by playlists.
3: Yes, exactly, and you know the quality. <laughs> of course, you know you have a a huge jump in quality now. From the mixtape days. I, I mean, I remember making mixtapes off of, like, recording whatever I heard on the radio, just, like, trying to flip the tape player or, like, flip the record button when I was listening to the radio when I was a kid. And now, you know, you just hop on your computer or your phone and you, you know, buy whatever track you like. So it's, it's a great change.
0: And you just press a few buttons and there it is.
3: Exactly, and it's in all of its high-quality, you know, studio-produced glory. Yes, just none of the grainy
0: stuff, the generational losses with the tapes, or even the scratches of CDs.
3: Right, and then none of the, you know, tapes being eaten up, and yeah, that's... And that's a... that was devastating, too, It was, like, losing your music because of the actual medium.
0: <laughs> I know I've got hours and hours of just all these old bootlegs of like Dave Matthews Band and Fish and all these Grateful Dead tapes that are just sitting in my house because
2: they're tapes.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, 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 I have a question, and I wanted to ask her. Huh? Where, does she study, where did she study music at? Which college did she study your percussion
3: um, I went to Cal Long Beach okay yeah California State University Long Beach has a great percussion or a great music program actually it's called now it's um, uh, the Bob Cole Conservatory of Music so um, it's um, yeah it's recently become a conservatory and the percussion program there is just excellent it's very broad in that you get the classical education but you can also you know go in any direction you want it's because we're so close to Los Angeles, we have a great range of incredible professionals, practicing musicians who are out in the field. So there are great world musicians to study with, um, great studio musicians, um, great classical Did musicians.
1: Did you guys ever fellowship with Percussion Institute down there? We schooled on the uh, school down at Percussion, Percussion Institute down there. Yeah, have you done any work with that school?
3: Um, you know, I don't think so. I'm not okay. not when I was there. But mm-hmm. um but there were I mean, a lot of people you know also did outside programs and um and summer programs, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. hmm And
1: then did you did you play with a symphony down there, orchestra? Sure, or it- and I'm sorry, so again? Did you you play
3: with an orchestra or a symphony down there? I played in um, the orchestra at various times. I played in the wind symphony. That was their their wind band. So that was, you know, brass and wind instruments with percussion. And and then I also played with a variety of the smaller ensembles or the chamber groups. Um, You know, I I was for a long time the um, on-call musician for the brass department. And, um, or a percussionist for the brass department. Um, Because if they ever needed a percussionist, I was usually happy to do it. (laughs) I just wanted to play as much as I could for as many different styles as I could and get, you know, as much background as I could in any realm of music.
1: So So as long as
3: I was hitting something, I was happy.
1: (laughs) Right. I, I I have two funny questions. So well, the first question is the other percussion: how long before a part happens? How long do you have to wait before you get to kick the cymbal or or uh, play a percussion? Did you have to wait longer than two minutes or did you are you constantly playing parts all the time?
3: Yeah, it depends on the ensemble. With orchestra, yes. You I mean, there would be pieces where you know, you wait is you know, it's called tacit, um until you know, maybe three quarters of the way through, and then you have three triangle notes, and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
1: you
0: know, but it, it
3: happens. It, it that's a necessary part of the piece. You know, it's it was it's a tone color, and that's and the composer deemed it important enough to add it in. So that was our job. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. then there were other pieces, especially in the wind band, the wind symphony, that um, that there would be pieces that were centered around percussion because now modern. The more modern music has reached a phase where we re- they recognize percussion as an actual, you know, set of instruments as something important. Um, you know, the classical era it was the piano because it was the new big thing, and um, and um, before that it was strings. After that it was the wind instruments, and now percussion starting to coming in or started coming into its own as its own important. Field of um, instruments, so now you see a lot more percussion concertos being written, um, and a lot more um, ensemble music being written with important percussion parts. Now, do you play traps? Also, <laughs> funny question because um, that's the one percussion instrument that i I tried so hard, <laughs> but I was never inclined to it. It was. Just really never my big thing, and I love playing in pit orchestra for Broadway shows, but because I couldn't play a drum set well enough, it would never have become, um, I, I never would have been competitive in the professional field of Broadway pit musicians. So it's like, there goes that dream. <laughs> But um it was it was the toughest part for me because I I had started on piano, I started with keyboards, um and then you know, developing that coordination as you're older. Like if you start younger you tend to feel a little better, but um that's true. I, that's true. Yeah, I but I had such a hard time catching on and just really making it happen for myself and it's just not an instrument that I really um ever excelled at. I can jam along with Ringo, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about tabla, tabla, or uh, timbales? What about those instruments? Did you play any of those? Uh, um, there part? were certain situations where I played timbales, but um, it, those are some instruments that are very—they're very specific to their genres. Um, and tabla, actually, um, to play tabla, you study with a guru, and. Uh, and it's a very intensive study. It's almost um, it's almost like studying um, kung fu in the way that they okay. approach it. Um, okay. So it's it's not a very common instrument in Western music, if at all. There, are, I've heard of only a couple pieces in Western music that you really use, um, hear tabla or use tabla. But um, it's um, it's not an instrument that I, I've only known a couple people who actually studied tabla too, and. Um, it's a beautiful instrument, but not at all um, something that most Western musicians would study. Okay.
1: So, how is your your sight reading? And is that pretty much rough to learn uh, reading the percussion parts when you're reading uh, sight reading?
3: Uh, sight reading is an integral integral part of being a professional musician and. Um, being a part of those kind of ensembles in the orchestra setting, in the the wind band setting, and um, in chamber ensemble settings. Um, Because, I mean, in a lot of professional orchestra settings, when you go to a professional orchestra concert, they may have rehearsed that piece twice. Um, So their sight reading skills have to be excellent. So it's a big part of the study and it's a big part of you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Um, in the wind bands, we would sight-read, um, you know, a few pieces every few weeks just to yeah. decide what we were going to play. And then, um, you know, sometimes, piece, most of the time, the pieces would stay in our repertoire, but um, oftentimes, you know, we would toss pieces out if we really didn't like them. So what
1: would you say to all the our audience out here, for the children to read music and try to read, is it necessary? Is it something mandatory or is it so-so? What would you share with our That's audience
3: out easy. here? Music is such an important part of uh, the. it should be an important part of learning and um, and the children or a child's mental development because it stretches so many parts of the brain and it, um, it activates so many senses of Artistic learning, but it also feeds the logical and uh, the logical part of the brain. There, it's a science and it's an art, all in one. And it's there are so many benefits to it. You, there are studies that show that you know children who are who do engage in music and in musical activities do tend to do better in school. They tend to do better in you know, socially, and they get better grades, and um, I mean, they look great on resumes as well, and you know, for college applications. So it's, I recommend it for anyone. It's for no other reason than as a child to take piano lessons, to build up those fine motor skills, and to explore creativity, to explore, you know, how music is the way it is.
0: And Sarisa I'd like to know if Any final thoughts On how On your view On how to expose Children to music I know that I know that it's a new role For you as a mother But it's But it's like What do you share What don't you share And and I know Like coming in your mind As As your son gets older Like Like what are your thoughts
3: Yeah it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that. I'm taking a British literature class, and um, one some day last week, we actually listened to a Pitbull and Neo song that reflects 16th and 17th century Carpe Diem poetry. It's that song, um, Give Me Everything. And it's something that I would be appalled if my child came home singing. And so it's, I mean, it's... Um, well, my general thought on the matter is: listen first. Really examine what you're exposing your child to, and decide if that's part of the values that you want, you know, your child to grow up with. If it's something that you would want them to be exposed to, and if it's a question, you know, if there are any questions that would arise from the from the music your children are listening to, if it's something that you're comfortable discussing with them then yeah go ahead expose your children to that but if it's not something that you're comfortable discussing with them yet then you know as a parent it's our job to you know make sure that that's not something we expose them to before we're ready for them to be exposed to it but I mean there also comes that age where you know that they will be exposed to it regardless so you have to be ready for it as well you have to be up with them on what they are going to want to listen to and you have to be ready for that as well. There's a There comes a time when you don't have control over that anymore. So it's a very fine line, but it's um, it's something to be braced for.
0: Excellent. Well, Marissa, we thank you very much for taking your time and joining us today and sharing just so many different aspects of music in your life and as an individual and as
3: a mother. Thank you so much. It's been great talking with you guys.
0: You too. Thank you. <laughs>
3: bye. Thank you. Thanks, bye. There, there was
0: Jay. Hey. Thank you. Yeah. So that was, that was that was great. We had we had two really amazing guests today.
1: Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And. Um, they both gave us a whole different spectrum of how you look at music in parents and kids. I mean, we had one from the Caribbean, and she gave us that respect uh, and, uh, uh, perspective. And then we also had this one that just got off, which, wow, was very really interesting to learn about the orchestra and the percussions and how she reads music, how important it is. So I, I just think that's... Very educational for our show And our listening audience You can learn so much on the show Just so many
0: different areas About just growing up in the U.S. With the Disney influence Growing up in in the Caribbean Where you've got your own unique special Again, just unique music And just bringing it together with technology Where everything is no longer just limited to that area and I could go on my computer and go to Spotify right now and listen to Disney music or listen to Caribbean music or listen to just, I don't know, 19th century English literature songs. So we definitely had a huge array of people today. And no covers of Billy Jean by a 17-year-old Canadian singer.
1: We know it's coming. We know it's coming.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is, because Billie Jean is not my lover. That's That is is the case. So, so Jay, I know that you have a busy day. I know that you're in the studio. I know you have a Raiders game to watch later. Yes, I do. So I would like to invite everyone to join us next week, next Thursday, same time, 3 p.m. on the East Coast, 12 p.m. on the West Coast. For another amazing episode of Parents Kids Music, but first, first Jay, you have something to say,
1: I hear. Yes, and What is your treasure? My treasure
0: this week is that I am clean shaven, but not on my face I have a mustache for Movember. I'm raising awareness for men's health issues, but I have no hair on my head, so. And I'm able to choose how I can have hair, whether it's on my head, on my face, both places, or neither. And that's my treasure today. Jay, what is oh. your treasure?
1: After talking to our first guest, I have a taste for mangoes. <laughs> you know, And that's a Caribbean treat. And I just want, I'm just, going to go out. Once we go off the show, I'm going to this closest fruit market in uh, San Francisco and get me a couple of mangoes, and that's my treasure for today. Going to have some mangoes.
0: Absolutely. So, we have mangoes, we have haircuts, we have... We've had a great show today. I'd like to thank Stacy one more time, and I'd like to thank Risa for both joining us and just sharing with us their musical backgrounds and... And it's been an amazing story. So we will we will see you all next week or or you will hear us next week on Parents Kids Music. So we thank you and I'll say it again, we thank you. See, so Jay, Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody.